0: Episode 36 of the Gratitude and Grit podcast. On this week's episode, we are going to sit down with Doug, who is going to share his experience of battling the coronavirus over the last few weeks. You know, I find this uh, conversation very interesting uh, as we all begin to go back to school uh, this week, and I can only imagine that um, we're going to get a lot more information. And get a lot more uh, hype uh, about the coronavirus uh, as the kids begin to, uh, you know, interact, uh, go to school, and most likely have a increase uh, in the coronavirus uh, disease epidemic. And so, I think it's a good way to share with our community uh, somebody that's been through it, um, came out on the other side, uh, shared with uh, share with us their symptoms and how they were able to. Uh, manage their time while uh, recovering from COVID-19. So Doug, thanks for joining us on this week's episode of the Gratitude and Grit podcast. So wanted to get you back on because you are the really the only person I know that has had it uh, personally, um, and I'm a little bit fascinated with it. Yeah. Um, it was kind of funny that last time you were on, we were talking through it as it was uh, just starting to come out and you're yep. reading a lot about it. Um, and it was a good discussion at the time. And here we are, but six months later Post. and uh, <laughs> you've uh, battled it. Uh, you came out and you were actually back in the gym this week. So yep. it's good to see you back.
1: Likewise. Good to be here, man.
0: So tell us a little bit about what was it, about three, three or four weeks ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was actually first symptoms were about uh, five weeks ago. And, um, you know, we were doing, uh, all the baseline stuff at KCI. My numbers were, were off the charts. Good. Not that anybody really cares, but that tells you that the condition that I went into it, that I was feeling amazing and, um, did, um, um, well going into it, I should, I should back up a little bit. Um, our family has talked about this at length here in Kansas city and with the gym and the exposure and, and the babies and kids. And so we, we had a general, um, consensus that we, we weren't going to go over the top to try to protect ourselves that we knew that kids generally didn't have serious symptoms with it. and And we felt that the rest of us were, you know, in condition that we would get through it pretty well. So we didn't take any, uh, undue precautions. Yes. We wore a mask where we were required to wear a mask, but, um, nothing really too much over and above that. So I'm not sure where I picked it up. The only places that I was going prior to, um, my symptoms was, was the gym, was the grocery store and the barbershop and the barbershop. People said nobody's reported anything and they didn't have anything. So I I don't know. I, I don't know where I picked it up. You know, you got it. Supposedly you have to be around someone for a few minutes to have a better chance of, how should I say that more risk of getting it. Mm -hmm. And I literally am not, I don't know who I would have been around. So I'm a little puzzled as to where I picked it up or how I picked it up. I don't really know. Um, so did fight gone bad on a Monday, um, set a personal PR there, like 30 some reps, uh, over my previous PR. So I was feeling good. And then, uh, that evening I went over to Nick and Ashley's to help them, uh, mount a TV on the wall. And I kind of noticed my Fran lung. I think I even said something to Nick that I said, my Fran lungs lasting a little bit longer than I, than I was used to. And didn't, I felt good. We finished that. And then I went home, went to bed and I woke up with a, with a severe headache and I don't get headaches. So the next morning I called and went to get a test. And, uh, um, by the time I, I got the test, I was starting to feel pressure in my, in my sinuses, starting to feel a tightness in my chest. And, um, that was Monday, Monday, that was a day, 24 hours into it. And, um, I was preparing my, my meal that night and my appetite was good pretty much through the whole thing, but I was preparing my, my meal and it was some raw onions that I was going to saute and I, I, my eyes were watering, but I couldn't smell it. And I knew right then it's like that test is going to come back
0: positive. So what about the headache? What is, you don't, you said you don't get headaches. I don't
1: get headaches. It was just a sharp pressure headache. I can't. Like probably a migraine, although I've never had a migraine, but that would be my description of
0: of a migraine. It was worse than normal headache. Oh, by far.
1: I I actually drove through the drugstore uh, drive-through to get some extra strength Tylenol because they say that's the one thing you can take for that. So, um, and for probably three, three and a half days, I was on Tylenol.
0: Because the reason why I was asking is, uh, right now it's allergy season. Everyone, mm. my wife, my my son, they have allergies big time, and they're all complaining yeah. this week. And so the, everyone, I think, is going to start to feel some sinus pressure, right? Uh, because allergies, and they're going to start to have those symptoms. But the headache was something, yeah, um, that was initial thing. So you literally lashed onto that, and you went and got tested based essentially on a, a headache, right? Totally, yeah. And then, um. And then obviously the sense of smell is something we talked about back in mm-hmm. March, Yeah, how smell and taste was kind of the first thing. So that was funny they that you to. witnessed that.
1: Yeah. And you, it was, it was, um, it, it snuck up on you cause you don't, you, if you, your mind tells you, you know how that food tastes, but you have to think about, well, I'm not really tasting this food. Mm-hmm. It's the
0: weirdest thing. So where did you go get tested at?
1: So I went up to urgent care on ambassador cause you can do walk-ins there, but the walk-ins are a two or three day turnaround to get the result. And um, it was two days, it's been two days the, the tests that I've had there.
0: So did you do, um, cause I think since then you guys have done quite a bit of testing mm-hmm. within the family, but right. I've heard of people doing a 50 minute test. I've heard of like a two minute test and then you were two days. So right. is it just where you go, or is it the different tests? Well,
1: at Urgent Care, I'm only aware of two tests, and that is the, um, the, they call it a rapid test now, and that's usually results within an hour. Okay. So I know that Nick and Ashley and I did it one time, and uh, they're, they didn't call us back for two or three hours. But what they're telling us is that um, the rapid tests are selling out by 8.30 or 9 in the morning. So they're filling up all the appointments for those, and then the only remaining tests are the the longer tests that you can just walk in for. Okay. So that's just at urgent care. I don't know if how that how that goes elsewhere, but that's my experience at urgent
0: care. And is uh, the urgent care is that your family? Is that where you go for your no? no. That was just the location. Yeah, it's just pandy. And so did you Google that and find out that that's a testing site? Yep. Yeah,
1: that's how I found that out. And um, I think Nick and Ashley had been in there prior to that, so I knew their experience was good. Okay. So. Did you have
0: to pay for the test?
1: Uh, Insurance. Insurance. So they do take your insurance card. Now, I was confused because I thought the government paid for all these, but uh, I don't think that's the case because they took my insurance card every time.
0: Huh. Yeah, so I don't know. Do you have any idea what it's supposed to Mm quote-unquote cost? I should have asked that. I I was just curious if these people are paying you know twenty dollars a time or thirty dollars right. a time or whatever right. and so was it just a saliva swab or? mine
1: mine was uh saliva in the back of the throat and um that never did I didn't have the nas the sinus the one they stick way up your sinuses I don't think they do that anymore um I did have one test um after I finished just to, to see if I still had it And that was uh, just in the nose. They just run it around in the nose. So um, that was a lot easier than the
0: the throat one. Yeah. Because you gag on that one. So you're cutting onions. You don't smell them. Lost my smell. You went and got a test. And then, so walk me through when you get. So
1: the symptoms uh, came on uh, fairly quickly. And um, I I did have a little bit of coughing, but it wasn't the dry cough they talked about. Uh, The first day day and a half, I had some, some loose coughing and I could tell it was in my chest. And, and, you know, with the media and everything, your mind can work on you. So it's like, okay, how bad is this going to get, you know? Um, but that was the, actually the worst from, I never really coughed the rest of the time, but I had chest congestion, never coughed. It's just weird. So as uh, we, as I walked it forward, um, I had a, I don't, I'm hearing more people talk about this where you kind of go in and out of feeling really rough and then feeling pretty good. And it, and it just, it's like a day and a half or so of feeling really, really like you've got intestinal flu and like you have respiratory flu at the same time and then you kind of transition out of that and you feel uh pretty good for a couple of days like i could i went walked every day to get some sunshine right to get some vitamin d now they tell you it's it's dangerous to um to exercise when you have this your heart's inflamed um when i did my test my blood pressure was high um i think it was 140 over 90 and i'm normally 115 over 75 so my blood pressure was was high uh, when I tested, and so they tell you not to exercise. And but I but I wanted to get out and get some sun, and so I walked every day, depending on how I felt, twenty minutes to an hour and a half. Some days I felt good. Some days I was like, like, eh, not so good. Uh, I was able to work at my desk every day. Um, on the rough days, I I, I felt just exhausted, like. Okay, I need a nap. And I would go and take a 45-minute nap. And that night I'd be so beat that I'm ready to go to bed by 10 and slept. And for me, that's
0: that's a treat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Are you taking any medicine? You mentioned Accenture. So did, did you ever meet with a doctor? About... I did. And so what did the doctor tell you? Nothing.
1: Mm-hmm. This doctor was not a Medicaid fan. And I asked about hydro... Um, hydro... Uh, Drawn a blank. Okay.
0: hydroxychloroquine. Okay.
1: And he, he just said, no, we're not, you can't get it at the grocery at the drugstore anyway. So.
0: So to his knowledge, he just said, nothing. No. drink water, get some sleep. That's it. Did just he give t- you any like quarantine guidelines or anything?
1: No. He just said, you know, as long as you're feeling symptoms, you're probably contagious. So you better stay quarantined. Uh, he said, if you're not feeling symptoms at 10 days, you're probably not contagious. He said, generally speaking, people are not feeling too many symptoms at 10 days and you can go out. Um, he goes, wear a mask. And, um, so the first week I didn't, I, I had my groceries delivered and I, I just quarantine. Um, but by 12 days I was feeling, um, like the symptoms were subsiding, but it ebbed and flowed that very same way the whole time that day and a half feel real rough half a day of transition day and a half feel pretty good. And it just went that way the whole time. Um, kind of a combination, like I said before of intestinal flu, my appetite was always good. Um, intestinal flu and, uh, and respiratory flu. You just felt like you were clammy. Uh, I never ran a fever that I felt. I just felt fluish. Yeah. Some people run fevers. I don't think I ever did. Um, maybe I had a little bit of a sinus thing going on towards the end that, that affected me a little more. Uh, I felt bad for a day and a half or so there, but nothing to where I definitely knew I had a fever.
0: So, so you never had a fever. Mm-hmm. So you're not sweating and just. Mm-hmm. You
1: felt clammy. You always felt clammy. You, you know, you know how that feel, that nausea. Yeah. Yeah
0: always felt that. And then you felt you ate. Normally. I did.
1: Yep. Ate normally. Um, You've maybe been... pulled back 10% on volume. You know, if I normally have three eggs at one setting, I'll ha- I had two. Um, oh, and there is something Brad that I forgot to mention. Um, during this time I, f- I was working at my desk. I'm a commodity trader and I'm looking at screens all day. So I generally get up, walk around, look outside. So I change my vision up I did notice that I had, um, kind of like gunky eyes, like I needed to w- wash them out a couple times during the day mm-hmm. and, uh, then they would freshen right up and clean right up. So it, that was a weird, I've never heard anybody say that, but, um, I did notice that.
0: I, uh, heard here in the last couple of weeks talking about that was like the best place to transmit was through the through eyes. Through the eyes. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I wear glasses. you right. <laughs> You've got your shield up. Got my shields on. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm prepared. I've been prepared for 20 years, so that's right. why I've been wearing glasses for the last 20 years. So right. you're ahead of times. But yeah, maybe that's kind of that. So like eye boogers and stuff, and they're just a little
1: bit. I never really could see them, but I felt better when I washed them out. So it was just weird. Hmm. Um, so at two weeks from my initial symptoms, I went in for a test, even though I wasn't feeling like fully recovered, I didn't feel like I had any symptoms. And so I went in to get a test and, and it came back positive. And, and they told me that, uh, they have people that will test positive for up to six weeks after the symptoms are gone. So now I don't know if that's um, I've had two tests since my symptoms, which has been three weeks and both have come back positive. So, but he said, you are absolutely not. You mean your blood pressure's down. There's no symptoms whatsoever. He goes, you're not contagious. He goes, it's, it's probably false negative or false positives. Mm-hmm. Um, of course m- my skepticism being the conspiracy theorist that I am is that they're jacking the numbers, but I don't know that.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, there's definitely something to that. My wife's work, they've been testing. She gets tested every two, I don't know, twice a week, basically. Oh, she does? Um, okay. Yep, and uh, they have experienced a lot of false positives. Yeah. Now, they won't come out and say that, but everyone that had tested positive. So that if they do a round of say a hundred tests, mm-hmm. you know, one person might have it. Well, that one person will then go to CVS or go to yeah. another and they'll get a test and it'll come back negative. Yeah. So there's definitely some inconsistencies. And I've told a lot of people that, you know, just if you get, you know, especially with schools starting back mm-hmm. up and, you know, you see all the sports stuff and golfers, yeah. um, I, I'm a big golfer. Um, they had an issue with positive tests and obviously most people probably saw the NFL story where, they had the one lab that came back all positive test. And so it's like, if you get a positive test then I would get another one mm-hmm. if possible, because I think the false positives are somewhat, f- you know, frequent. frequent. Yeah. Um, especially yeah. if you're not symptomat, you know, showing symptoms or feeling that way. And that's, what's been my wife's experience of at work is, you know, they'll say, you know, Doug, you have, you know, COVID yeah. and you're not showing any symptoms. You feel fine and all that stuff. Right. So it's, it's a little fishy.
1: It is. It is. So, um, I don't know if there's, if we'll ever know that for sure, but yeah. So I want to talk a little bit more in depth about the, um, the, um, the heart and the lungs while you have it. Um, they, they are both jacked. Your, your heart is inflamed. Uh, in my case, my blood pressure was up when I was feeling really bad. And, um, there's clear evidence that you do not want to try to exercise when you have it and your, your heart is inflamed and you can actually, uh, do some damage. You know, if you try to push into it while you're, um, while you're still having symptoms. So, like I said, all I did was walk. And if my heart rate started to come up at all, I would just slow down, but, the interesting thing and i think this is one of the reasons they call it a novel virus is that all of everyone listening to this now knows how when you reach that threshold of when you're working out you're getting gassed you you, you know you're you know you're at that almost at that threshold but you probably can push a little bit more this is different in that it actually burns and it was a hard plateau. Like you could not, after two weeks when I started to come back, even though I was at the gym by myself, um, it was, it was, um, it was difficult for me to reach, um, into that, that higher realm of conditioning because it, it just, is it's a dead stop. You can't, you can't push into it. You have to back off.
0: Yep. So, um, and and that's what I was talking to you a little bit about was, uh, that was kind of the concern with college football uh, was, is the concern that you could do some damage to your lungs. And so these, you know, 19, 20, 21 year olds are not really concerned about playing. They were concerned about the long-term damage. And I think that's kind of to your point, that's what they're starting to come out with. And I know that's what the, the PAC 12 and. In the Big uh, Ten, Big ten yep. they were kind of a little scared about it. I think that's from a lawsuit standpoint. Yeah, I think they're concerned about: is there can you do long term damage while you have it? And so I well, think that would be the one thing to kind of definitely start paying attention to.
1: Yep, you know, and until you're at that point and actually experience it, it's hard to really know for sure what that feels like. Before, before I was always thinking, well, how, you know, I I didn't have the appreciation that I do now because it, it is a thing. Yeah. It's a thing. So I don't know how long I just had someone tell me today that it's been six months. Um, they're an athlete, they're older, they're my age and they're trying to get back and they're still not, their conditioning still isn't back. So I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to go that long. I'm going to go
0: watch. It's going to be a lot yeah. shorter for me, but you'll, uh, you'll get there. <laughs> so, um, Spending two weeks at home, because you pretty much isolated yourself. I did. Um, how did you get through two weeks at home by yourself? <laughs> yeah. I would go out and walk, and that was it. Were you sleep, and you said you weren't sleeping all that much, taking some naps in it. Would yeah. You, would you sleep a lot more?
1: I slept well most of the time. Yeah. I For me, six, six solid hours is pretty good, and yeah. I would sleep six plus, sometimes yeah. seven and a half, get another cycle in there, so.
0: And Then yeah. obviously working. Did you watch any shows or? Anything? I, yeah, you. What are you going to do, right? I don't know. That that that's the thing that would make me a little bit nervous. Is is obviously you get the flu, you might be down. But usually when you get for, the flu, you're you don't want to move, right? You no, know? but this it sounds like
1: you're not that down.
0: You're not that down. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if I could survive two weeks locked into my <laughs> bedroom or something like that.
1: Well, for me, um, you know, I do. I do a lot of, um, studying of things that are of interest to me. And, um, this year, you know, early in the year, I was still kind of wrapping up on the physical side of it, the nutrition and, and that. And then more recently I've moved into a whole nother topic that I won't go into. Um, but, uh, so I did quite a bit of study in there when I, you know, when I felt like it and, uh, yeah, I watched, I watched some movies. I did.
0: Yeah. And I think it's, to me, the, the big benefit of doing this is obviously we're all going to start back to school. Flu season's right around the corner, right? Maybe flu season is a little bit smaller this year than normal because of the mask and the cleanliness and all that other stuff. But I hope that, you know, as parents, you, you know, your child has, you know, headaches or starts to report to that stuff and then starts to raise the flag. And then obviously for myself, um, just to kind of know, you know, I think people are going to start getting sick and you know, they're going to freak out that it's a flu or they're going to freak out that it's COVID. And hopefully this podcast will share a little bit insight to that. The one symptom that I can say definitely
1: differentiated it is the, is the loss of smell and taste because the headache sinus kind of felt like, or the chest even kind of felt like a respiratory flu. Um, and then the intestinal flu kind of felt like intestinal flu. So I had them both together. So I don't know. That's really going to be, Steven and I were talking about that. And Scott Elliott were talking about that the other night that how are they going to know if your kid comes home with, you know, flu type feeling, uh, are you going to get them tested right away or what are you going to do? I don't know.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I, th- I think the other thing is, is, people are going to start connecting the flu and COVID right. from a lack of, you know, education. And then, you know, that'll just be, yeah. well, if he's sneezing or if they're throwing up or, you know, they have a temperature yeah. they're you know, oh, cause that's yeah. obviously the first indicator, you know, you said you never really felt the temperature. Mm-hmm. Well, every one of us is getting screened at work or something. And the first thing they're doing is taking your temperature. Right. So, which
1: is an interesting point, Brad, because when I went in for my first test, which was Within 24 hours of symptoms, I never had a I never had a temperature. I didn't have a temperature. Yeah, but I did. My blood pressure was up.
0: So. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Okay. Anything else? Um, How do you uh, so you come out of it? And you talked about the testing and all that stuff. Um. And so now you feel better. Just lack of. It, lung it, capacity.
1: It took about a week or 10 days of just real light workouts, maybe moderate. Um, and then I could tell it just clicked. Like I came back in and and just was, the strength was all back. It just was all back. Like I had been off for a few weeks and the strength was there. Mm-hmm. So that part is good. Um, the sprints especially are difficult, like today. Sprints, it, you just hit a plat, you can't go. Yeah. You just cannot, it burns. So then just stop. You just you basically have to stop. Yeah. Yeah. You can't just keep going. Like normally you could just plat you could just level off on your intensity and push through. Well this time it's more about stopping.
0: So how did you feel not working out for a couple of weeks? Was that uh tough? I don't like it.
1: Yeah. I don't like it. But I didn't but I also knew I didn't feel good enough to work out. Yeah. I just there was no way. There was no way. Walking was a challenge. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Just mentally, I think that would, that's kind of the one thing from your story a little bit that would scare me is just the mental aspect of it and, right. and unplugging yourself for 10 to 15 days and then totally not being able to work out and go anywhere.
1: You're going to have to start some projects or something, yeah. puzzles or <laughs> research or something, something you've been wanting to do. You'll be able to get around. It's not that you can't get around. You could come down here and work at a light pace, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you could do that.
0: So has the, did you have a debrief with your doctor or anything after the fact?
1: Well, I've went in In fact, I just went in this past weekend and got another test, um, to try and get a negative and I haven't had a negative yet. So, um, but he says you're, he goes, you're not, there's no way you're contagious.
0: And so what has he told you about, you know, can you get it again? He, he, he said,
1: he, yes, but probably, uh, I'm not going to be contagious for what, and it's, we don't know, cause it's a relatively new deal, but he said, you, you can go three months and you won't spread it to anybody. He said, you won't be contagious. That's about all he knew. Right. But yes, I can get it again. And I don't
0: know if it'll be as severe. It depends what my, my antibodies do. And so have you done any antibody testing at this point? I have not. No. And is that something in your future to do or Uh, not really? He
1: didn't recommend it and I know I've had it, so I don't know. Yeah. I did donate blood. The the American Red Cross said it was okay to donate blood after two weeks, which I did do. Um, I was scheduled to do that and uh, actually, it was 13 days and they said no problem. So I donated the double red, um, blood cells there, but, um, the uh, the plasma is a thing, donating your plasma if you've had it, and um, I don't know where the, to go to do that. I haven't looked into that yet. Um, I want to get I want to get back in full condition before I
0: start doing that. Yeah, I think there's that Bio Life. On Ambassador, my mm-hmm. by Home Depot and, okay. and uh, Raising Cane's Chicken. I think that's oh, where yeah. you can go to donate plasma. plasma. But I don't know okay, because they've been asking for people to donate plasma. Right. But I don't know if there was a timestamp or if it just, once you had it, then to donate the plasma. Right. I don't know. I haven't looked into it. Because your body should build up antibodies. Yeah. And then I assume you have those antibodies for- For your life. For your life. Yeah. Yeah. And so anything else that the doctor said as far as
1: No, they really were they really were hands helpful. off. Yeah, they were hands off. It's like, okay, you got it. See you in two weeks.
0: So is that just because you think from the doctor standpoint, the lack of studies and the lack of knowledge? Because obviously there's a lot of hearsay and there's a right. lot of people but for you know, your actual experience with a doctor is they're probably not saying much probably because they don't really have much to go off of. They
1: don't. And, um, he, you know, he did quote some CDC recommendations, but, um, basically he said, we're not going to recommend anything for you, but if you, if you get really down, um, he goes, you need, you know, you need to consider the hospital. Well, I never felt like
0: I was that bad. Not even, not even close. Yeah. So did he share any like kind of statistics or trends with you as far as how most people are experiencing?
1: He did. And, um, it, it seems like there's a definite pattern to age. He said the youth, it's a few days to a week at the most, um, you know, 50, 60 year olds like myself, um, it's a two week ordeal. So he said, and then someone like your age, Brad might be 10 days. Um, but that's really all he said. So and I'm hearing more people kind of talk about this ebb and flow throughout the. And,
0: and so I'm going to ask you to speculate a little bit, but all the people that are going to the hospital and being put on respirators and stuff like that, you think that's just because of underlying symptoms? I definitely do. With other illnesses, um, other conditions that when it grabs your lungs, it really shocks it Grabs,
1: you. yep, yep. And, um, um, I, I do think, like I said earlier in the podcast, I think the media does have some impact on your mind. You get scared, could get scared. Um, but yet it was, uh, you know, it was significant enough to where I could say, yep, if someone wasn't in very good shape or they had asthma or they were a smoker at one point,
0: um, perhaps overweight. Yeah. Did you reach out to a hospital to see if you could go there, or I anything did like I that? didn't? I nope. didn't. No,
1: never felt like I needed to. Because
0: you so. know they I mean, here in Kansas City, I don't think we quite have the issue, but you know KU Med is reporting like you know how many cases, right. and I don't know if they yeah. would take you or not take you. I don't. Or, know. And, you know, my luck would be is I'd get it and try <laughs> to go to North Kansas City or St. Luke's, and they'll be like, "Well, we're not taking you. It can't take you." But, no,
1: never had, never had had it bad enough to even think about calling. Yeah. So, well, that's yeah. good. Yeah. So now it's just, uh, working on the lungs. You can tell today I just worked out. I'm still a little tight in my, in my chest. Um, but that will go away towards the end of the day and and I'll be talking normal. It'll feel normal. I feel good.
0: Awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing the story. You're welcome. I think, uh, from a knowledge standpoint, it's a huge help Yeah. Uh, to all of us as yeah. we get ready to go back to school and, uh, start hearing all the, uh, speculation that happens after that because they <laughs> You know the kids are going to spread it's gonna it. It's going to get crazy. And so then everyone's going to freak out it's and, gonna get and crazy. shut us down again. But uh, it's uh, it's helpful to talk to somebody that you know has had it and yeah. share the story. So Very thank good. Thanks, bud.